I wanted to be young for a while in warm weather. Molly Bloom. Hello, good morning. My name is Jocelyn, and this is happening. episode is going to be a little bit different. Instead of writing out my every word like I normally do, a good portion of this is going to be improvised. Yes, I have a general outline of where I want today's conversation to go, but I decided it would better serve me to leave some things up to spontaneity. After last week's very vulnerable discussion about all the unspoken things that have ruminated inside me since the breakup, I found myself wanting to say more. I took that discussion to my aunt and my therapist, and both of which told me perhaps it was worth expanding on the subject of what support, and the lack thereof, looks like from my friends and various communities. I agree it's very important to intentionally focus on that because I don't think it's common for people in our lives to ask us how we want to be supported or for us to tell those people what support we could benefit from. That discussion will come sooner than later, and I would love if y'all damned me with specific ideas or questions relating to that subject or anything else you want to hear my take on. I would have had that conversation with y'all this week, and I was planning to, but I came to a realization that shifted the focus of today's conversation and perhaps shifted the focus of my life for the foreseeable future. As I dive into that realization, I want to have a check-in. Number one, what did I love most about this last week? It is finally sunny and warm and beautiful and summer-like outside. The rain came late for us Californians this year, I think a month later than expected, and around the time when I thought it would start getting warmer, it was still cold and windy and rainy and I was not a fan. Last week, my aunt told me that the weather forecast was going to be 80s and up for the foreseeable future starting on Wednesday, and she was right. The sun came out, the sky was the most beautiful blue, and it was like everything that I wanted came to life. Because of that, my family was able to put on the pool heater and prepare to go swimming. And we have tried to do that a couple of times since spring has started, but because of the late rains, those plans were foiled and we had to wait a little bit longer. But now it's real and there are only good pool days ahead. I bought the cutest swimsuit for my trip to Joshua Tree last September, and since then, I haven't worn it at all. And now that it's warm again, I get to take advantage of that beautiful swimsuit and put on my heart-shaped swimming pool sunglasses and just have the best time. And it was wonderful. On Saturday, we all got in the pool. I got to have my poolside kombucha with me and we listened to different DJs. I think we listened to DJ Vivacious and different people and just... We had a wonderful like two hours of relaxation and it changed everything. It finally felt like summer and it didn't feel like I was in quarantine or like any of this was happening for those couple of hours. So that was very, very nice. I also took out my braids. Y'all know that at the very beginning of this podcast, I got 
a protective stylin. I got knotless box braids. And so after about four or five weeks of having those braids in, and they were wonderful and beautiful, it was high time for me to take them out. So I did that labor of love. I stayed up until six o'clock in the morning. I thought it was gonna take an hour. I was totally wrong. I took it all out and a couple of days later I washed my hair and I'm ultimately really happy that I did that even though I think a lot of people are a bit worried about taking out their protective styles because natural hair takes a lot of work. The last thing that I loved most about last week was going to the drive-in theater on Saturday. There is a drive-in theater in like Pomona, California, which is about 30-ish miles away from LA. And because there's no traffic, it only takes 30, 45 minutes to get there. And they're playing movies that would normally be in theaters at this time. So I saw Bloodshot and I saw The Invisible Man. They always do double features for like the price of less than one ticket in Los Angeles, so it's wonderful. And some of my friends were able to go as well. Since it is a drive-in and you are only able to sit in your car, it's safe and you're able to distantly watch a movie with your friends. So it was really awesome. I went to Hollywood beforehand and picked up some Korean fried chicken and cauliflower for myself. I haven't had it in such a long time and I had a little me picnic at the movies and it was fantastic. I loved it so much. Okay, that was long, moving on. What experiences have I replayed in my mind often this week? Oh gosh, okay. I have thought a lot about my self-care journey, the very beginning of my self-care journey. I started washing my face when I was 20 years old after I graduated from college and everything changed. I always say that washing my face was the catalyst to all of my self-growth and I honestly think that's true. I started washing my face, I started taking care of my extremely dry skin. That was the year I got my fitness in check, that was the year that I got my nutrition in check. I spent the whole summer running just around my neighborhood and I toned up so much and looked so good. I started washing my body with products that made me smell good, that moisturized me. I started putting lotion everywhere every single day. I started investing in the clothes that I wore. I started investing in the way that I wore my hair. I started investing in the way that I felt and I became an incredible unique version of myself. I dived into my relationship with God in a way that I had not done before and I think that year, the year 2017, was incredibly fruitful for me. I think about my self-care practices at 21. I moved to LA when I was 21 years old and I loved being able to explore this city as a woman who was fully control of her own life, as a woman who, yes, lived and still lives with her family, but is still her own person and can make her own decisions. I loved doing that. I loved discovering who I am in a different place. A lot of my self-care practices included driving to new places without putting a destination in maps and learning the neighborhood and figuring out where I was and the new restaurants and what I wanted to do. A lot of that in going into 22 looked like taking walks in different neighborhoods. A lot of that looks like going to the movies by myself and learning about me. Completely fell in love with myself and who I am very, very specifically over 
my self-care at 21 and 22. I fell in love with the community that I had around me, my friends, the people who I went to church with. I fell in love with God again because I realized that the God that I serve cares about justice, cares about um, ethical practices in every way, and cares about ensuring that all people of all kinds need to be represented and cared for and built up. Number three, how in the last week have I practiced courage instead of fear? Or in other words, how have I practiced abundance over scarcity? I will say that the last half of 2019 was very, very difficult for me. My experiences at my day job were making it a bit more difficult for me to enjoy myself and enjoy my life. There was a period, and I think I mentioned this before, that I was working a full-time job, I was going to school part-time, and I was working on a full-length feature project. I was writing music for that. So it felt like I had like two and a half full-time jobs basically at that point and it was really difficult for me to get the sleep that I needed to get, to allocate proper time to work on everything that I needed to work on and therefore do my best work. And in general, I just wasn't having the greatest experience at my day job. And so that really affected my happiness and it was really, really hard for me. I think I had a wonderful experience at my first ever industry job here in Los Angeles and I was under the impression that every job that I had after that would be just as wonderful and the last job that I had simply did not carry that same experience and I think I had slash have a lot of really, really deep sadness about it and I think that sadness is manifesting as anger and I think that sadness is also manifesting as a little bit of bitterness. I didn't want to let those feelings dictate the way that I lived after it was all over. Like I said, I did leave that job. I am working for myself now and I am incredibly happy with that decision. Honestly, one of the best decisions I've ever made and yet I didn't fully deal with the experiences that I had while I was there. I decided to push those feelings down because I didn't want to think about it. I didn't want to talk about it. I just wanted to be happy. Even in the midst of my heartbreak, I wanted to be happy. I did myself a disservice by not processing those things. Last week, I was laying in bed actually. I think I was like finishing a movie and I was getting ready to actually fall asleep and some memories that I had from my experience at my last job came up and I felt that anger and that disappointment and that sadness and instead of being like, no, it's over, you have to let it go, you have to stop thinking about it, I told myself, it's okay to feel the way you feel, it's okay to let these feelings surface, it's okay, you aren't bad, you aren't wrong, and from that allowance that I gave myself, I just cried. I cried, cried. I sobbed silently in my bed because it was really late at night. And I just let myself feel everything. It was really hard and I wasn't expecting all of that emotion to come up. Um, because I was alone, I did 
hug myself. I held myself very tenderly and tried to provide myself the comfort that, you know, if someone else were there with me, they would provide me. I wanted to show myself care and show myself love and remind myself that my feelings were valid, my experiences were valid, and that I didn't have to apologize for the way that I felt even after it was all over. So over the next couple of days since then, I feel like that was a Thursday night or something, I have felt so much lighter and so much more released. I think that experience is one, practicing what I preach, and two, having practiced what I preach, the proof that when you let those feelings that are ruminating inside you come to the surface, ask them why they're there, and allow them to sit with you, they will go when it is time for them to go. Those things will not always stay with you. I can tell you that from experience, and it was a great act of honor for myself to allow myself to feel those things and release them. I am, in fact, much better now. Number four, is there anything I allowed to come to the surface instead of suppressing? Like I said, all of the stuff that happened um, from my last day job, but also a lot of the inner insecurity that I feel about not really knowing my future. I think those feelings come with being in your 20s. I think it's normal, but I do hold myself to a higher standard in my mind. I don't feel like I'm 23 in my mind. I feel like I'm 35 years old. I just feel so much older and a bit more mature than what I think 23-year-olds are given credit for. And sometimes when I feel very, very normal feelings that every other 23-year-old experiences, I get angry at myself. I'm like, why do you feel that way? You're not like all these other people. Why are you allowing yourself to feel these insecurities? And I have to stop and correct myself and be like, hey, you're not better than anybody else. You are who you are, and if anything, you're right where they are. You relate to them, and they relate to you. So you should take some solace and some encouragement in the fact that you were not alone, and also in the fact that you know you will not have these feelings and insecurities forever. So calm the heck down and be at peace. I am closing out two projects that I'm working on with my music and afterwards I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. I do have a goal of like how much money I want to make this year and I'm still not quite sure how I want to do that and I'm not 100% sure what jobs will come after this, whether it's music, whether it's other entrepreneurial endeavors, I have no idea. And the security of having those two jobs and having those two paychecks is quite nice. And I would like to be able to continue living in that sort of stability, but because I'm not there, it's just freaking me out a little bit. But like I said, I am letting those feelings of insecurity come to the surface allowing them to sit with me, ask them why they're there, ask them what they want, and just being very open and patient and non-judgmental to myself about the whole thing. How have I honored who I am right now? So today, literally today, I was sitting and I think I was eating my blueberry waffles of the day, and I don't remember why, but I just kissed my hand 
and I remember feeling like, ooh, that felt really nice. You did something nice for me. Thank you for doing that. And I did it again and again and again and again and again and again. And it felt wonderful to acknowledge myself so tenderly. I've also been looking in the mirror and looking at myself the way that I think I would typically look at somebody else that I love. And I want to consciously remind myself that I am worth being looked at that way, not just by other people, I mean that's great whatever, but being looked at that way and being treated with that tenderness starts with me. So I have been intentionally looking at myself with love and care. I've also been talking to myself with love and care and telling myself, hey, I know that you're becoming someone new and I'm not quite sure who that person is, but I already love her. I already love you. You're wonderful. You are incredible and you're so incredibly unique. There's no one else like you, Jocelyn, and I think you're fantastic and I love you. I'm going to continue that, hopefully for the rest of my life. Let us go on. This is the last question, number six. How have I practiced compassion for past versions of myself who didn't know what I know now? When I was 18 or 19 years old, my mom signed me up for a personal development camp. It was run by a company called Clemmer and Associates and it was their youth leadership camp. I remember looking at her and asking her why she did that because I already knew myself, I already knew who I was, I was already a very introspective person at 18 and I don't say that sarcastically, it's very true and I'd already done some inner work and some inner reflection of who I was and so I figured that I had everything that I needed to know about myself at least then figured out and I didn't need a one week camp in the middle of nowhere in Colorado to help me figure it out. That said, I still went and there were so many things about myself that I learned. I learned that I would sooner give up my own life if it meant taking care of someone else. I don't stand in that same place now. I very much believe in taking care of myself first and making sure that I have everything that I need so that I can adequately and excellently help other people in my life. After that experience, both my family and others noticed a difference in me. I say that I practice compassion for past versions of myself because there are plenty of things that I know now that I didn't know then. <laughs> And the most important of those things is that I am never done growing, I am never done learning, I am never done expanding who I am. So, <laughs> that's everything. Let's go on. Before I forget, this week's check-in questions are credited to Lisa Oliveira Therapy. I think it was a Thursday or something. Maybe it was the day that I very safely dropped off blueberry waffles at Heidi's apartment, or maybe it was the day that I talked to my therapist, I don't know. I just had this thought, and all of these questions are coming to this. Guys, I don't feel hurt anymore. Any natural residual hurt I felt in regards to Rye is gone. Somewhere along the way, it just left. I don't know for sure when that happened, 
kind of like how you'll wake up before becoming aware that your alarm is going off like that. I just know last week I became conscious of that shift. I think it was the Designing the Flow of Your Life episode where I spoke about wanting the happiness I had when I was 22 before I started dating Rye. Now, I'm single again and that doesn't really bother me. I grew to a place a long time ago where being single in and of itself wasn't a problem. It was just a thing. But this time, I'm waiting for the happiness to kick in. And now, as I sit here, I'm coming to understand I'm not just as happy as I was before. I'm even happier. This may have been a very long introduction to the actual meat and potatoes or tofu and quinoa of this episode, but we're here. Last week, I had a very interesting dream. I was at my parents' house, and they live in Texas, but for some reason the house was in New York City. And I had an event that I was going to, like a panel or something, something that I was going to be prominently featured at. And I thought about just going as I was, not wearing any makeup, just doing my skincare and like wearing something kind of nice. But then I thought, no, I think this event is worth me putting in the effort to dress up a little bit. So I went to my room and I went to my dresser and I opened my drawers and there was a whole bunch of makeup there waiting for me. It spoke to me because it required so little effort for me to put it on and go that I wanted to put it on. For those of y'all who don't know, I really do like makeup. I enjoy wearing it. I enjoy the way that it enhances my beauty, but I don't like the process of putting it on and I don't like the process of taking it off and I don't like the feeling of having on makeup. So I wear it very, very little. I had so many different, like, I guess what you could call little paint pots and each one had a different, beautiful, vibrant color, like oranges and sunset purples and bright pinks and even like pastel blue. And I took all of this makeup and I just applied it with my fingers. I put a beautiful orange color on my eyes. I put a beautiful orangey purple color on my lips. I put a really lovely natural sheen on my cheeks. And then I went to this event and I had a great time. The reason why that dream stands out to me so much is because I didn't feel like I had to put in a whole bunch of effort and do a whole bunch of steps, do foundation and concealer and powder and contour and mascara, all these different things to become the beautiful that I wanted to be. It just felt like I had the tools that I needed and just a little pat pat swish swish and I was ready to go. I think this means that I am beginning this new stage of designing myself and designing my future. Guys, I think this is really indicative of the new phase of growth that I'm about to walk into and experience. And up until that point, I had no idea that I was about to walk into a new stage of growth. It was as if it all clicked and fell into place. I very much feel like I am in a place where I get to have the freedom to choose the roles that I get to be in, have the freedom to choose how I express myself in every single way. I'm in a process of 
um, giving away a lot of clothes that I don't wear anymore and making room for new things that really speak to who I am. Everything that I do to express myself in the coming future will be a door, a window into what I'm experiencing and feeling on the inside and who I'm becoming on the inside. I'm just getting called higher. I'm becoming a higher even more completed version of Jocelyn and guys, I cannot wait to meet her. I think this is a really big deal because it's coming almost exactly three years after starting my self-care and self-love and self-growth journey at 20. I was literally like two days after I graduated from college. It was in the middle of May and we are at the end of April right now when everything changed, the washing my face, the running, the everything, the exploring who I am, the being intentional about who I wanted to be. I made so much progress that summer. It was such a beautiful time of my life and I think it's so important and I don't think it's an accident that I'm coming into this new stage of growth after all of that. If COVID weren't happening, I would be finishing my last quarter at UCLA and I would be graduating in June. That plan was put on hold for like a whole year and it would have been the perfect ending to an era and the beginning of a new one. Still, I think this new growth couldn't have come at a better time. I mean, it's 2020. I'm in my Jordan year. I live in one of the best cities in the entire world and I am in full control of my life. If I can say it this way, I think I'm coming into a new spectrum, a new glory, if you will. God promises us that he will make all things, all the things come together for our good. And I wondered what good could come from this hurt and what good can come from my decisions. This is it, y'all. This is the good and this is the growth. I was with God in the kitchen the other day and I said to him, oh, you knew this was happening. This is what you're doing, isn't it? I'm ready, God. I'm so excited. Do whatever you want with me. Grow me how you will. I don't know what I'm becoming, but you've known her since the beginning of time, and I am so excited to meet her. I think it's wonderful and beautiful that this is coming after this experience that I had with Rye. Even when I was dating him, I told him, I think I'm becoming something new. I think something is happening, and I'm not quite sure what it is. And... I think it's really powerful that all of that came together, even in the midst of this heartbreak, even in the midst of this aftermath, and that it's coming to full fruition as I step out of my heartbreak and step into this new side of who I am. I say this to you now because this is where I am. I want to honor that and I want to share that and I want you to get excited because this is absolutely where you will be. I think that this moment exactly is what comes of healing correctly. I will be perfectly honest and say I feel myself stepping out of this breakup experience. I'm no longer being broken down. I'm being built up. And I think I'm stepping into a place where I can use my experience to be of service to you. I can offer you my guidance. I can offer you my encouragement because I am nearing the end of my grieving process. 
I don't just want to use this podcast as a one-shot documentary and leave when I get my happy ending. I want to make sure that you all understand that a happy continuation, a happy pursuit of your best life is available for you too. So that may mean looking at what it is to be a supportive friend during a relationship or breakup. That may mean looking at what it is to process trauma within a breakup or relationship. That may mean looking at what it is to continue building ourselves as we build a future with someone else. The possibilities are endless, y'all. And for that to be successful, I get to closely interact with you and learn your story. Please note though, we are not quite at the end of my journey. There are still a couple of stops I think we have to make, and I think that'll become more clear in the coming weeks. But I see the sun coming up over the hill now, and before, it was just darkness. I realize now I totally forgot to address Ryan in my last episode, and honestly, I think that's fine, and I'll just make up for it now. Hello, my good sir. Um, I have been doing a lot of thinking about me in the last week and you in the last week and us in the last week and all the experiences that we had together and I wanted to tell you how happy I am that I got to experience everything that I experienced with you. I'm very, very glad it was you and I know that you know that. I know that I've said that to you before but I think the fact that we came to know each other when we did was so incredibly powerful because you were on this incredible journey of self-love and self-growth and confidence and I was already in a place of self-love and care and growth and confidence and we were just able to reap the benefits of that with each other. I'm so happy that we were able to communicate clearly what we wanted and what we needed. I'm so happy that we were able to be with each other as friends. I'm so happy that I got to have so many first experiences with you. And I learned so much about myself. I learned about my femininity. I learned about how fun it is to flirt with people. Um... I learned how I react in a relationship. I learned that I don't fall in love immediately and that makes me really happy because I was scared that I was going to. I'm thankful to have experienced who you are because you are an incredible man and um, I'm thankful that I got to experience a side of who I am that was always there but I didn't always feel was free to come out. I think that everything that we have experienced together was good for the both of us and good for our learning experiences and I'm really glad that I get to use everything that we had to go into this next phase of growth that I get to have with me. So, thank you. I love you. Yeah. Alright guys, I totally teared up. It's all good. Here's how you healthily heal from a breakup thus far. Number one, acknowledge when you realize the sun has come up on your healing and allow yourself to step into the light. Number two, write down the things you intentionally did to bring you to your place of healing and celebrate them. Those things are very, 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 very worth remembering. Number three, 
Acknowledge what this experience has taught you about yourself and your resilience. Look for the new growth in your heart and begin to visualize the growth you're coming into. I promise it's there. I will briefly say I felt most beautiful this week when I had homemade blackberry cobbler and sweetberry gelato for breakfast on Saturday. It was after swimming and before the movies, and for those who live in LA, I want you to know that I went to Jesse Boy for my Korean fried chicken. It's on Santa Monica and Vine, and it is delicious. I love it. Somehow their cauliflower is better than their chicken, and I'm totally here for it. I want to close out this episode by doing something different. I made a new friend in the I Am Loved community, Annabelle from France. France! Of all places! Bonjour de Français! Annabelle was so vulnerable and open with me and telling me her story and I was so touched that someone would reach out to have a, such a personable conversation with me. She shared that she is making a list of new things that make her best self and I'm so inspired by that level of care and love that she's committing to so I wanted to do the same thing. So here's my list of things that make my best me. My smile, I think it's gorgeous. <laughs> How excited I get about the purest things like waffles and babies and small animals and dancing and Bon Appetit and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And the Great British Bake Off, obviously. My empathy for others. My eagerness to help others. The way that I put together and style my outfits. Today I'm wearing two different kinds of stripes. Rainbow stripes on top and blue and white stripes on the bottom. And it might not be perfectly, you know, fashionable, but I don't care. I'm here for it. I'm comfy. I love it. The intention with which I create music and the music I create. My ridiculous curly curls. <laughs> the way that I talk. How much I love burgers and fries. No kidding, I'm going to make a document about all the best burgers and fries in LA. I cannot wait. My ability to see solutions and enact them. My unbelievable ambition. Y'all, I have so many things I want to do with my life. There's so much property to buy, so many places to go see, so many things to do. The way that I take care of myself physically, mentally, emotionally, the way that I'm learning to take care of myself spiritually and financially. The fact that I know I still have so much room to grow and the fact that I love myself anyway. I encourage each and every one of y'all to stop and to make a list of things that make you your best you. You can post them on Instagram and tag the I Am Loved podcast. I would love to share them so that we can find community with each other. Thank you again to Annabelle for reaching out and for sharing this wonderful idea with me. I'm so thankful that you did. All right, y'all. I will be back next week for more intentional healing. If you've been listening for a while now and any of this has resonated with you, please leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. You can also screenshot when you're listening and post it on your Insta and tag me. I'd love to see it and I'd love to connect with you. You can follow me on Instagram at Joe. That's Joe without an E and follow the podcast at the I Am Loved Podcast. My DMs are always open for ideas, feedback. If you just want to chat, I'd love to get to know you. Until next week, you are, say it with me now, fully cherished, fully valued, and fully loved. Treat yourself like it. Mm -hmm.